Hey, everyone. How you doing today? Episode number three with Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm great, Michael. So, hey, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is just the fact that markets change. You and I have been in the, you know, the money game for 30 years, right? First in the stock markets, then in real estate, and, and now, you know, much bigger things. But I was reminded of the fact that if, if you're so focused and you, you just continually think you're right, eventually the market's going to change and run you over. I think both in you and I have seen that in the past, both in real estate and the stock market. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, for years I was trained and taught and talked to our clients about how safe the stock market was and how they needed to stay in for the long term and they were going to make 10% on their money. And then I saw a lot of people really lose their shirts. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, we had single family homes back in, you know, 07 that were amazing flips. And then all of a sudden the market changed and people went into bankruptcy. And so yeah. we think we're real smart because we don't, we, we know that we know what we're doing today and it works, but we're not thinking far enough into what could change in a year or two and watching the national economy, the state economy and all the rumblings. And I think the reason for that, Michael, is because of time. You know, we, we don't take the time to do it, but we tend to be very optimistic and live with rose colored glasses that tomorrow's always going to be better. And so we don't kind of diversify and hedge our bets and think about risk and, and want to deal with it. Yeah. The, the thing that I've always known it as is the hot hand syndrome, right? Whether you're in stocks or in real estate or frankly, a casino, right? You're rolling the right numbers or you get a hot deck of cards in the blackjack table. You don't want to leave, right? If you win every hand, trust me, you're not leaving, but yeah, it changes. And if you start betting yeah. bigger and bigger into a market that changes, you might've been hot 50 hands in a row and suddenly it's all gone. And really what made me think of this and is there's a hedge fund investor who is extremely hot right now. And I don't know if you've heard her, it's, it's Kathy Wood, uh, Kathy with a C. And um, I'm reminded of this because she, she came in yesterday and single-handedly put a floor under Tesla, right? So Tesla was falling. It was you know below its S&P number. She came in and bought a lot more, a meaningful position because it's her number one play. And again, I, I'm not a stock person. I don't know, but I'm just reminded of, you know, what happened to Peter Lynch and other hot head fund managers were the number one performers two years in a row. It's very hard to be the number one hedge fund manager three years in a row because you get a, such a hot hand that money flows to you, right? She's raising billions of dollars every week, every month, and she doesn't know where to put it, or she, it's hard for her to put all that money in new places. So she just keeps doubling down on the same bets. And that yeah. reminds me of single family homes in 06, 07, right? They're going to go to the moon. They can never crash. And then they did. And I don't know what's going to happen to her funds. I just know if you keep betting the same way and don't change, the market will eventually get you. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple of things you said there are, are really good and important kind of takeaways and lessons from that. And, and one is um, when you're doing so well, but you start to see something that could hurt you you think I'm going to fix it and stay in this game yeah. rather than should I think about pulling a little out? Should I diversify some of what's coming into me? Right. And so we want to hope for the best and try to fix it and keep it going. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to read writing on the wall and say, Hey, we might want to shift. And we're afraid that 
if we pull out too early, all our friends are going to make more money. And what if they stay in and then we look really dumb, right? I know I stayed in some stocks longer than I thought I should um, because I'm like, I'm probably being too conservative. I'm probably just, you know, need to hedge a little more, take a little more risk. And so um, we, we've got we've to be realistic with ourselves. Are we looking at the signs and actually trying to interpret them and making some adjustments based on it? Or are we only looking with rose-colored glasses that says things like, I love Tesla, I'm not going to let it fall, I'm going to change it, and I'm going to support it, and it's all going to be great in the future. Mm -hmm. Whether she's right or wrong, we'll, you know, time will tell, right? Yeah. Um, but we do tend to get laser-focused, which is important, but if we're so focused that we don't look at what's going on around us and, and adjust to things that we see that might be warning signs or some real danger that we're going to stay in too long. Well, yeah, that is, and it's also not appreciating that the markets have been changing for hundreds of years. Markets, right. there's, there's very few plays that work for decades in a row. Right. It's just, it, you know, market cycles, consumers are fickle, cost of capital changes, you know, yeah. sometimes you want growth, sometimes you want value stocks, you know, sometimes it's domestic, sometimes it's international. And I just think kind of, again, I don't know, I've never looked at Kathy other than yesterday thinking, oh my God, she did. I mean, she's, she's not changing into what might be a vastly different market. Interest rates went, you know, the 10 year went from 0.58 to 1.42. You know, we're going from a lockdown economy to an opening up economy. We have a new administration. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of things that, you know what, maybe, maybe it's different, but again, she's got billions of dollars coming in. She gets paid to yeah. place. And if she doesn't have yeah. a place to put it, I guess you bet what was working before, I guess that's what. Yeah. One of the things I've learned as an investor, you know, over the last 20 years or so is that um, it's, it's not what we know that hurts us. It's what we think we know for sure that hurts us. Right. Ah, because yes. We're like, I know AIG is safe. I work for AIG and we'll never go under and my job is secure. Right. Well, hello. I was quite surprised by the 08, 09 crash and, you know, credit default swaps. My, my division sold them and I didn't know anything about them. Ah. Not a single thing because that's not, that wasn't where I was focused. Right. right. Um, I didn't know that you know, all these mortgage-backed securities were being packaged with, with junk bond, you know, level mortgages as well. Um, so there's, it's the things that I didn't know that hurt me. I thought I know a lot. I mean, I have worked with, with some of the wealthiest clients in the world and their brokers on creating sophisticated products, financial products. And yet I was totally blindsided, not by what I knew, but what I didn't know. And so as I grow as an investor, I know that there is so much that I still don't know, despite the fact that I really research now, you know, economic cycles and what's happening, happening in the mortgage market and what's happening, you know, in the real estate market. I study a lot and I still know the more I study and the more I invest, the more I know that I don't know. And so we have to always have that mindset of don't get so big on yourself and your ability to to continue to make really good financial decisions that you forget to continue to always be a learner and really watch and read what could change and really hurt me. And, and diversification, we touched on that a little bit in the last video, but diversification is, is huge. And so if we only do one thing, 
we might do really, really well for a really long time. But if we don't eventually add some other things that help hedge the risks involved in what we're doing, then, then we could lose it all instead of losing a third of it or losing a half of it. So, you know, for, for us in real estate, for me, it's things like I have single family homes, I have small rentals, I have large rentals, I have self-storage, I have short-term rentals, I invest in three different states. So it's all real estate, but I'm hedging my bets a little bit that even if something happened in Pennsylvania, it may not happen in Georgia or in Texas you know, I had a, a, an apartment building in, in Houston, which just had, you know, the largest freeze um, and lack of electricity and water in my, my dad, who's 68 his entire lifetime. Well, if all my properties were in Texas, I might be in trouble, right? But I've got stuff in Atlanta and I've got stuff in Pennsylvania. And so add to what you're doing well, diversify a little bit so that you're hedging some of the changes that might happen in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. If it's stocks, don't go all into Tesla, go into a lot of different stocks with different balancing, you know, markets and indicators and always be a learner and continue to learn. Yeah. I mean, whether it's Tesla or GameStop or AMC or anything, right? For me, there's a couple of things, again, thinking back to my own experience. And again, I don't know if Kathy Wood is right or wrong. I just know when you you have a hot hand, it, it gets dangerous. For me, first, it's ego, right? Anytime you let your ego or press clippings, like if you're, you're checking yourself out and you think you, you can't make mistakes because you're Michael Zuber in my case, that's a problem, right? I, I, you know, I turned yeah. seven grand into 198, ultimately turning it back into 40 grand. Talk about a lesson learned, right? Yeah. Uh, again, markets change. Uh, the other one is you think you can hold on and outthink the market. You can't. That, that's, the market is the market, right? Uh, and then the last one is kind of what we just talked about. Markets change over time, right? It, just being in real estate. What have we seen in the last 20 years? Single family can't miss. Then lending stops. Then, you know, everything crashes 60 or 70. Then hedge funds come in. And, you know, before there were no hedge funds with single family homes. Now they're seemingly everywhere. Right now they're doing build to rent communities, right? This is all changing. So don't be so arrogant or egotistical or don't let the hot hand fool you. Always question yourself is something I've learned along the way. Yes, yes. And I, I do that all the time. You know, I'm always thinking, what's the, the monetary risk? What's the legislative risk? What's the um, inflation risk? Um, you know, all of those kind of things, what might happen to jobs and the overall economy and how might that impact my renters and impact me and what might happen with taxes, you know, all of those things. It's our, our American financial system and real estate markets are extremely complex, extremely complex. And so while anybody can do it and figure out and have a couple, once you start really scaling and you've got a lot of money and a lot of buildings the risk of any one of those things blindsiding you um, and not having some way to hedge and mitigate those risks is, is, could be significant. You know, it could wipe you out. So I've become a much more conservative investor over time, Michael, because I want to make sure that what I've worked so hard to accumulate, I don't lose it all in the next thing that blindsides us, right? And so um, you, you've got to be realistic about knowing for every investment that you make in the cycle, where's the economy going in the next few years? Understand real estate cycles like recession, recovery, growth, um, hypersupply, and you know expansion and contraction. Learn those things, 
um, and then, then figure out what are my risks realistically and how do I mitigate these risks if those things happen? And by having a mitigation plan for all the different types of risks, I feel a lot safer taking the next biggest risk and the next biggest risk because I've at least been able to say, if I can identify the risk and hedge the next cycle change or the next thing that could impact me with an 80% certainty that I've got multiple ways to get out, then I'll move forward and take a little more risk. Um, but I, what I see, Michael, is most people take big risk, big money because they did it well on a small scale. So they just go all in and that's when people get hurt. That, and that's exactly where I'm going, right? You, you put a couple of chips in, you win, you put a couple more, you win, you win, you win. Then you put it all in the center and the market goes, not today, folks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about today, Anna. I appreciate your time. These three videos are awesome. You have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too, Michael.